everybody and welcome back to the podcast it's a new year it's 2023 um this is the first podcast of the year which i'm really and truly excited about i've actually been putting this off because i didn't know um what exactly i wanted to start it to start the year off with but i just had an interesting conversation today and i think it is the perfect topic to start the year off with so today i'm actually gonna have my first guest on the podcast a lot of people were asking me last year if i wanted to have guests and honestly i didn't know but i think this would be a really interesting conversation so i'm here with someone that if you know me you probably know him too um he's boys i've talked a bit about him in my previous podcast episodes um Greetings all. I hope, I hope twenty twenty three so far. I mean, it's only been eleven days. It's going as planned. Wait, twelve days now. It's twelve a.m. Yeah, it so, is. Yeah, um, it's great to be the first guest. I know a lot of people have been waiting on it, but you know, we back. We on it. Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's yeah, get it. Can I show on this podcast? Yeah, you can. Oh. We're actually recording this at like one a.m. in the morning. So. That's how deep this conversation is going. But probably tell from the title, we're talking about if the culture is dying in Gen Z. I think we're going to be mainly focusing on Botswana because that's where we are and that's where we live and that's mm. our culture. So um, how it actually started off is um, we have a friend who's uh, leaving to go to the UK in a couple of hours. And um, I don't even know how the conversation... How did the conversation get to... Um, I think how it started is a thing of... We're actually, like, freestyling or something outside. Right? Yeah. We're, like, listening to music. And then, I don't know, I was like, yo, Gyoji, um, let's freestyle. Wada, wada, wada. We played some beats. And then we made the joke about how, like, we should play... Someone made a bar about Moko Lodi, ne? And then we started singing that Chama Girl song. Oh, yeah. That's how it went. Someone talked about like a bar saying something about Moko Lodi. And then we were like, actually, let's play that song. And right? then we started playing Chama Girl. Yeah, and then Chama after Girl. that, we started playing Kotani music. Yeah. And then we're dancing. The na- you guys, it was the funniest shit ever. Like, <laughs> it was crazy. It was oh, crazy. I couldn't crazy. even look for more than two minutes without <laughs> dying. It was the funniest no, thing in the world. No, but I was killing the dance. I was killing the dance. It so, actually was, though. <laughs> so it was coming about, like, we started dancing to Chama Girl. And then we were like... Oh, let's go to the Kotani way yeah. so that we chow the rainbow girls. We chow the. I can't say that. Why can't I say that? <laughs> no, but it's all a joke. It's all a joke. We all know it's a joke. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we made that joke about, yeah, you know, um, don't cancel me, guys. Cancel culture is dead. So yeah, we made the That's joke. That's actually something else to talk about. Exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, we're making a joke about Kotani, and then we started dancing Kotani, and then like we we turned out to be actually good. What do you think of the moves? Nah, the moves are amazing. Ooh, I was it. dead the whole time. Yeah. Like the moves are top tier, top so, tier, yeah. immaculate. And then we were dancing Kotani, and then we were dancing like after that we played a bit more of like Chama Girl. We're like, hey dog, Ghana, this is. 
the village vibes. Yeah, yeah. And even one of the guys is like, obviously, these are your roots. Go back to your roots, nigga. Like, embrace your roots. And then, um, out of nowhere, I think we started... We started playing, um, did we play the Zulu? Uh, yeah. We played yeah, the yeah. Zulu music. Because one of the guys is like, why don't you put on like the, the haka type of yeah, thing in an essay? Yeah, then yeah, we yeah. started playing the Zulu dances and then the music. Playing, and I was killing the Zulu dance, obviously. I don't know about that one. I don't know about that one. And then after that, we were like, actually, let's, let's put on like, I put on traditional music, but then like there's no like actual audio traditional songs. So then we started watching the videos because like we couldn't really properly hear it. And then yeah, we're watching traditional dance, bo, bututube. What's that other one called? I know. We also watch polka. Polka and all those like traditional stuff. So then we were like, like, I mean. It's not a secret we're trying to leave the country, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's not a secret. We're trying to I leave. mean, that's why we're in A-level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're trying to leave the country, and then we're like... Like, literally, we're hooked. We're, like, no, yeah. watching it. Like, it was Seriously. so interesting. It was literally so interesting, and... Like, you could see the heart and the soul exactly. in the dancers. Yeah. And it was it was actually crazy for the body types of the people that were dancing, the moves they were able to do. Because I was like, how can you do exactly. that? Exactly. And... And then after that, we just like, I said, I remember I'm saying, us, me saying something like, it's so crazy how we're only appreciating our culture now. When we're leaving. When we're leaving. Because we, we were hearing a lot of stories about people that go abroad and like right now they actually really, really miss home yeah. and they really miss speaking Sotswana. And it, we realized that like one day when we leave, that's going to be us. You know what yeah, I mean? Definitely. And I remember when we were watching the video and a lot of them were like, a bit older people, but then we saw a kid on the video, yeah. and then Borussia was on some kind of they teach these kids from a young like age. A young, and I was like, if you had to pick a private school kid at random, told them put on a song like a Atswana traditional song and put them on, they would not know what to do. No, really. And, and they would actually think it's so lame. Exactly. Like, why and do you voice this? It kind of like scared me, and like it put like an idea in our heads that like and then I was like I saw something else I was like but if you go to the village mm-hmm. and you pick like a random kid put on they'll like they'll dance for you yeah and, like with so much passion and it was like so crazy to me and then I also started understanding why even private schools try to like put like traditional dance club and yeah. all those things because it's like yeah for now we might think it's so lame dog like even back then in primary we used to no, think it's yeah, so we lame did. everybody thought it was so lame like yeah. we literally just i remember like the teachers used to go to our classrooms and be like guys are starting traditional dance you should come and you know all your friends be like no you know that's not it's so lame that's not the vibe, not the vibe you yeah. know what i mean people want to be dancing to skirt skirt music they want to hear you know, all these, like, Western type of, like, music and songs and dances. But when it comes to our own, like, when they can't see themselves wearing, like, the animal skin and the yeah. rattle things on their feet. You know, you see, I don't even know what they're called. Exactly. I don't it's, even it's, know what they're it's, called. It's, it's, it's scary because, and then uh, I realized, I was like, I asked these guys, I'm like, dog, in the next 20, 20, 25, 30 years, like, Who's going to be doing this stuff? Exactly. Because the people in the videos, like you already mentioned, these are already like kind of older people. Mm-hmm. They've already been in the game for a while. So like 
none of I don't even think I don't know much teenagers right now our age and even the scary thing like even at the village now like yeah teenagers our age like are losing that touch they're losing the touch to the culture and I was thinking to myself and thinking to the boys I was like yo gents like when we're all gone who's gonna do this who's gonna keep the culture going exactly who's gonna be singing these songs who the culture's gonna die exactly you know? and i remember when one of them was like even the language even the language because um there are a lot of teenagers our age who they some of them who have known for like months some even years and the botswana but i've never heard them speak Sotswana. it's they can't like exactly because they, they can't and on top of that they don't really have a desire to learn yeah. the language like yeah. their own native language it's just crazy to me you know what i mean yeah it's crazy i think you said an interesting point before we started i think before we get to asking the questions to you said something around how we can't fully blame our generation yeah yeah. You know, um, I think maybe you can touch on that. Let me not take your words for me. Oh, yeah, because I was um, listening to the radio in the car with my mom. And I remember about how, you know, people were calling in and they were saying that we're losing our culture as Botswana. Our kids are not interested in our culture, not interested in the language, and it's about to die. And I thought that, like, that's very, very true. You know what I mean? just from a young age, even for me, like, I can't even, like, be like, no, I'm different, I'm so interested yeah. in our culture, because yeah. in reality, I'm really not, and that's something that I learned today, that that's not really good, but, and then I started, this is what I said to Bossi before we even started the podcast, I was like, I understand where they're coming from, and us as Gen Z millennials, we are to blame, but we can't take 100% of the blame, because culture is passed down from generation to yeah. generation like it's on our parents to teach us the culture it's on our parents to learn to teach us how to speak Setsana because we know how to speak Setsana because growing up our parents spoke Setsana to Definitely. us like for me Setsana is a language that and everybody who's my friend knows this it's a language that I really appreciate because at my household like at home right now we only ever really speak Setsana for me to speak English yeah. at home it feels a bit weird to me because uh, yeah barely. we barely speak English at home because just growing up we've just always been speaking Setsana to ourselves you know so it it's on our parents to teach us the culture and help Definitely. us appreciate appreciate our culture so I feel like in as much as we are to blame we can take a hundred percent of the blame you know you can't call in and be like kids are losing their culture when you're the ones who are supposed to be teaching yeah. us that culture yeah. you know I think it's that's a great point actually um you know it's it's also we the world we live in you know what I'm saying yeah, in some yeah. sense like because I think also, as much as our parents also um, had that much blame of, like, teaching us that, I think also have to accept that, like, in some way, they are also losing the culture mm -hmm. because of the world we live in. Like, yeah. the first world, like, advancements in, like, technology and, like... Social media. Social media, how everything, everything is just growing, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So, like resource like private schools mm -hmm. and like yeah i mean you can't learn culture um this is no offense to like obviously like private school owners or whatever but mm -hmm. you can't learn culture from 
someone who doesn't even come from yeah Botswana, true 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 because you know? a lot of the teachers in private schools exactly. are not Botswana. only the Sotsana teachers exactly. are usually exactly the Botswana. and you can't do that and like even the fact that like in private schools Sotsana is not even compulsory you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah it's so a language to learn it's a thing smart. of like the world we already live in it's kind of hard to stay in that culture to kind of exactly and, and you remember how like in in primary school if you go to a private school and you're speaking Sitsana to your friend in class the teacher would literally be like don't speak Sitsana yeah. here this is a private school exactly. like these are the words that exactly. like our teachers would literally actually say to us they'd be like don't speak Sitsana yeah. in class this is a private school this is an English medium that's what they would say exactly. this is an English medium exactly. why are you speaking Sitsana only speak Sitsana in the Sitsana classroom exactly I think it's you know, like I'm saying, we there's a lot of people we can blame. We blame ourselves, we blame our parents, but also the way the world has become, it's it's very hard to keep culture going. I mean, a lot of countries all over the world, we might not want to admit it, we're all kind of swaying to that Western life. Yeah, I, I, I don't think it's just Botswana It's not either. just Botswana, it's, not it's, just it's Botswana. all over the world. That's Literally. Not, all over Africa, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think it's a thing of like, because Botswana Kanarata from a place of nothing, mm. once we tasted this world, we tasted the, the I'm using a quote, soft life, it was like, then is there really need for us to kind of yeah. enforce that thing? So I think like the world we live in also has like a huge part for that, you know, like, I mean, even now, bruh, like, maybe back then, in 2018, 2017, they were the ones running the game. No, they, they were. were. The ones, like, they were the ones running the music. Everywhere you go, you'd hear the exactly. music. Like, and view was such a... He had posters all over bruh. the city. Like, I remember um, there's this bus stop um, where I used to live, when I used to live back in Broadhurst. There was, like, at the combi stop, like these posters were exactly. plastered around everywhere. And right now, barely can't. see them. And those small things, bruh, they, they do play a factor because those small drops of music from Bovi, Bochamagele, you know, it's like those small things, they have an impact in the culture. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Do, like Because you're constantly hearing it. You know what I'm saying? Right now, bruh, we don't even hear music from them. Makazi and that stuff you only hear like in December if you're at yeah. the village. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think... The world we live in also... I mean, we didn't make the world we live in, mm -hmm. so we can't also blame the world, but it's like it it, 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 it really had a big effect on how culture is kind of dying on us. Like, the West the West has such a huge influence they on us. They are dominating, and I think they do have a huge influence because of, like, how widespread they are, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because of, like, developments of technology, we all have phones. Exactly. Like, these days, even 13-year-olds, you know what, 13 is even big. These Bruh. these days, even 10-year-olds have phones. Big, when yeah. I didn't have a phone when I was 10. I mean, you did. Yeah, I, was you, <laughs> <laughs> I was a big guy back in the day. I had the Blackberry thing, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, like, when I was 10 years old, I didn't have a phone, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I didn't have all of this Western culture basically shoved down my throat. Exactly. But these days, the media and the Western world is so huge and it's shoved down everybody's throat. And it has this fantasy like yeah. of the like this it's it's so fantasized so it's very easy for you to like wanna move towards that. You know yeah. what I mean? Like these days it's like 
even being called a Tswana Han is an insult. Exactly. Like, if they're like, Ekana, the son is a Tswana Han. Exactly. Like, mm, what do you mean by that? What do you mean I'm a Tswana Han? And it's like, why is that now seen as an insult where that's literally where you're from? That's your culture. That's who you are. Yeah. But now being called a Tswana Han or a Tswana Gent is, is, is literally an insult. It's like, being called Tswana is synonymous to being uncivilized, exactly. to being ghetto. Exactly. We even you know do that I mean? as Tswana Exactly, people. exactly. Like, like, as private school kids. Exactly. It's like, ah, dog, you're going for a Tswana hand. Ah, uh, uh, exactly. Ah. You'll be like, ah. They'll be like, ah, dog, she's so scrawl. Ex- oh, scrawl. Yeah, what kind of scrawl? You're so scrawl. I-, I love that she brought that up, actually, because when I look back and, like, you're saying, like, the Western had such an import yeah, input. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Sorry, guys. I'm yo, sorry. Had such a huge input in the way we live right now. Kana, back then, the culture was a part of entertainment. Mm. It was a way of life. Like, we all know culture is a way of life. Yeah. So now, I love that you brought that up because I'm seeing now how the way phones, the internet, and everything, like, brought these things to our life. It's like, now that's our way of life. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. of course... We're going to lose how the way we sing songs, the way we, even just the way what we hear has changed. It's like kind of so different, you know what I'm saying? So just that huge influence maybe the Western culture has had, I think made the culture kind of die down. Yeah. Because like I said, like the way we live life now is so different from like how our parents lived life. Our parents used to like, go to like maybe like an open field and just dance traditional dances and just or just for fun you know for enjoyment right now dog now if you are telling me we should go have fun now i'm thinking that's like Wide reps so it is. That's exactly. that's our entertainment. That's, that's our you know fun. You know what I mean. Or even if you're at home, if you're thinking we're having fun, either we're like watching yeah. Netflix exactly. and exactly. chill. You know what I mean? Or like if we're playing music, we're playing like, you know the songs. Yeah, you know them. Yeah, 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 The fuck shit. Exactly. You know what I mean? But I, I love that she brought it up. Um, but I have a question for you, Amy, since you're so woke. <laughs> Since all my podcast, be, you have all the answers. If you don't everything, what, what, what. That's literally not it. Um, I think my question to you would be, about uh, you as a parent, if let's put this scenario as a parent, as little as you know about the Tswana culture, because clearly none of us know that much. Yeah. We, we, we we're not claiming to know anything. We're like, not we're not making this podcast to be like, hey, guys, we're losing our culture. Yeah, we we know, know everything. We don't hey, know. learn your culture. We this is a conversation. a conversation. We're starting a conversation, exactly. you know? But as I was saying, you as a, let's say you're a mom or a father. I'm a father. <laughs> <laughs> it's 2023. <laughs> I can't oh, uh, Maybe I'm going to identify as a father. Exactly. <laughs> That's a conversation for another for day. That conversation for another time. Um, how would you enforce culture into your kids? Yeah, or this is a good how, question. How would you enforce culture into your family, the people around you? You know this, what I'm saying? This, this is a beautiful question, actually. Mm. I th- you know, at this question is gonna ensue a long answer which i hope you guys are ready to hear but it's a podcast it's a podcast podcast. true 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 so from a young age everybody knew even my mom knew my dad you know even boys he knew that like 
I always grew up saying I'm gonna marry a white man. I'm not gonna marry a Motswana. Uh, I remember I used she to say the, she loves the white niggas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even before I used to say, don't come for me. I used to be like, ah, Botswana men, happy are ugly. Oh, I'm not gonna. Yeah, yeah. Oh, she used to say, oh, as a Botswana man, you're calling me ugly. <laughs> Have you seen me with a fresh face? <laughs> My face goes. Mm. Literally, <laughs> yay! Don't call me yay, yay. So that's how it was for a really long time. And then I started thinking and I was like, okay, if I'm marrying a white man, he's mm. not going to understand me. Mm. You know, even though as much as obviously I'm marrying him because we love each other and he loves me, mm. but like to the core of who I am, he's not going to understand my culture. He's not going to understand my blackness. Hara, if we go to like a wedding in Sarowe mm. and you know, you know all the, the, yeah. the dances mm. in Sarowe, you know what I mean? Just the culture you of teaching it. a woman how to be a good wife, how what they do at the weddings, he's not going to understand that you know what i mean mm. like even the traditional wear that you wear at weddings is not going to understand mm. that and even raising our children you it's know what i mean so it's going to be different because i want my kids to speak Susana, but obviously he's a white man he's already like old it's going to be hard for him to learn mm. so it's like i'm going to be trying to speak to my kids in Susana. he's going to be trying to speak to our kids in english it's going to be a clash you know so so like, it, recently, I've been thinking, and I was like, no, I actually don't want to marry someone outside of my mm -hmm. culture because I don't want to spend the rest of my life having to explain myself. I don't yeah. want to spend the rest of my life almost kind of losing myself to his culture, also to his way of life as a person, you know what I mean? So yeah. I've been thinking to myself, and I was like, I want to marry Motsana, actually, because I want my kids to be black, and I want my kids to know Setsana. I want my kids to learn the culture. So I think for me, the first thing I'm going to do, obviously, is my kids are going to speak Setsana, because I'm going to speak that's, to my kids in Setsana. Like, one. that's a must, you know? And um, even though I'm planning on leaving the country, I don't know if I'm going to come back or not, but if I do decide, if I don't decide to come back, I'm going to make but, sure... Everywhere, don't yeah, worry. yeah, but still, even if like I don't decide to come back, my holidays are gonna be in, in Botswana. Yeah, I'm gonna bring my kids to Botswana to see where they're from, you know, to see the culture and all of that stuff. Mm. Like, that's literally what I want for my kids, you know. You. And another thing you. that I also appreciate that I think my dad did, he didn't even realize he was doing, was that my dad used to work in Hansi. And when we were there, he always used to take us for, like, the traditional dances when they performed. Because Khanti is a very, like, rural place. Yeah. So the culture there is, like, very big. Pure. Like, they're really holding on to their culture. Yeah. So they have, like, um, times in the year where they have, like, where they bring people around and they're dancing all these traditional dances mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So my dad used to take me to go watch those things. And it was so fascinating at the time. So I think that's one of the things I'm going to, like, instill in my kids. Like you know what I mean? Like, I think another thing about being a Motsana is no one taught us how to be proud to be yeah. a Motsana. You know? Like, if we're being honest, how many people are proud to be Motsana? Because... You notice it in the little things. Once someone moves out of Botswana, ah, you God. start seeing different flags on the Instagram. Mm. Ah, ah, they start putting American flags, UK flags, and then you're like, this is a Motswana though. Definitely. What are you doing with those flags on your Instagram bio? This is a Motswana. I think... People aren't proud to be Botswana. Mm. And that's the problem. I think that... Like you said this earlier, actually, how, you know, as Tswana people, we kind of also look each other down. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, true. Like, we look down on each other, like, 
oh, eh, kana batswana ba la pisa. You know, it's like batswana ke batshwakha. That's a big those, thing. Those things, you know, and like that plays a big role on how can you be proud of your own culture and your own who you are, your own nationality of your own people are complaining about you. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So obviously that that plays a big role, but I just wanted to go back on the 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 point how you brought about how as a kid you always wanted to like be with a white man and you know that Tswana guys weren't like the one for you or or and like I don't blame you at all because like I'm saying like from a young kid kana rona re go disitswe in a very west living kind of life you know yeah, what I'm saying yeah. so yeah re go dile re libile bo Bo Sweet Life on Deck, Bo, hey, like... Bo Jesse, iCarly, yeah. Sam and Cat. Austin and Ali. Oh, ooh, that was and, my favorite. And, like, even just from those shows, dog, like, when uh, when Austin walks in, like, you hear the background, ooh, like those nyana yeah. claps that you hear from Disney. And obviously that... You know what I'm saying? It's mm. the thing of, like, oh, damn, like... This guy's age, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. the hype is so built around yeah. is built around like, yo, like you have to have yourself a white man, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And I don't blame you hundred percent and no, you should definitely I think it's a it's a must your children should know how to speak Tswana. Um Takerisa Tswana because Tswana is also another language in in, in SA. So but I think my other question is your kids are gonna be surrounded. Obviously, that's let's say you live outside the country or outside the continent. Even I think I have cousins who live overseas and like they come here on holiday and it's a big challenge raising a kid in a yeah, country yeah. that's not part of your culture. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And even trying to teach them your language, it gets hard because it's like majority of the day majority of their life they're just speaking english, english when they're outside so i think enforcing it will be very difficult and the challenges are gonna be many and i think like my one question to you is gonna be like how do you think you'll overcome like the fact that dog you're living in a whole different country yeah, yeah, yeah. i mean as much as you're gonna bring them here on holiday they're gonna only have that memory for like a month or two and they're back to their ordinary life with living with white kids and you know like white culture so how do you think you overcome those challenges you know it's a, it's a tough question i won't lie it's a tough it's question tough. no it's, it's tough, a tough though. one tough. but because then it also brings about the conversation of as Botswana when we get this amazing opportunity that our government has given to us to go abroad to maintain the culture of Botswana should we come back mm. it's another conversation that's, that's another question that's another question Hore, kana our culture is dying also because Botswana are leaving like exactly. our population's not increasing it's it's really not increasing and and it's another conversation because I feel like, especially us who are on the government scholarship, I feel like a, you feel a little bit indebted to your country. Because yeah, yeah. Botswana is the only country in the whole world where you get an allowance from the government to go to school and they would actually sponsor you to go outside of the country yeah. to go study and to literally go live that life. And even when you are abroad and they're paying for your tuition, they're also giving you an allowance on top of that. So 
as Botswana, we should actually feel indebted to our country. Definitely. So it's a question of should we come back as Botswana and come, you know, build up our country with the knowledge we got overseas, you know, have kids here, maintain our culture. So for me, I don't know how I'm going to do that. I'm going to be honest with you. I think it's something that I've been thinking because all this time, and I think it's the culture that we have amongst Gen Z, amongst millennials, mm. and everybody's saying, ah, man, when you leave, don't come back. That's exactly. how it is. That's the conversation. It's always don't come back. Mm. But lately, I've been having the, the thoughts and the conversations of, okay, I'm thinking of leaving, but should I come back? Yeah. Like now it's actually, it's not a made up thing in my mind. Like now it's, it's a question, come back? Or What's not, that? you know what I yeah. mean? So, yeah, I think that's another thing we should think about as Batsana to in order to keep our culture. Because if you all leave, who's, who's going to stay who's here and keep stay? our culture? Who's going to stay? Who's going to stay and make that's sure Botswana isn't a dying language? Yeah. Who's going to stay and make sure Hore, the dances and the, the songs, the, the music language. doesn't yeah. die out as time goes on? You yeah. know what I mean? I think... I think also, like, bro, like you said, dog, this country does a lot for us. No, they do. We, they do. I think, especially for us teenagers, let's speak for teenagers because we don't know for the adulthood how it is. Yeah. I think we've all been given an equal chance to be top achievers. We all started mm-hmm. from the same place. Mm. We all started, hey, let me not speak for everyone, but we all kind of started from same grounds kind of you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying yeah private school are you homeschooled whatever type of schooling system you do we are all given the chance to yo these are the requirements and you have to meet them for you to go overseas you know what i'm saying mm. but yeah but as as a nation though like how do you think Taking over the podcast, asking ah, me the questions. You know me, <laughs> as a nation, like as a nation, how do you think, Jorge, how do you think the culture can stay alive? How do you think um, schools, the way the way schools like interact, private schools especially, mm. how do you think government schools, maybe you might not know much about the government school life, but how do you think like everything can be done as a nation as the hearts here for us to keep that culture. You know what I'm saying? I think that it starts at home. Mm. Like, if we're being honest, it really starts at home. Because if, li- if you're living in a very Western household from the get-go, mm. there's no way how you're going to appreciate the culture. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, it starts from your parents being the one making you appreciate the culture. Like, we were also talking about South Africa and we were talking about how the South African culture will never die. Never. It will never, never ever die. Because have you ever met a South African? Those people are proud. Bro. They are so proud bro, to be South bro, Africans. Bro. And the culture there is so strong. And even in schools, you can talk about that because you've yeah. been to an SA school. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean and you've been to SA schools and you know how, like, just from, like, the songs that they sing mm. and, like, the culture there is really, like, really, like deep and engraved yeah. just from the schools and from home. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think it starts at home. Definitely. I think SA's strong point is they have... They have things kids can relate to. I think maybe that's what made culture very hard for us here. You know, like, 
they have culture that um our age mates can relate to in the sense of like the songs that they sing at school like there's some vibe that was brought up into them you know what i'm saying but rona just here in bots dog like at school bro we're singing english schools cutting english songs yeah you know we I'm were saying? singing english songs we're singing english songs we're singing yeah, we were, we were singing twinkle twinkle little star my guy that those are the songs we, we've been singing even our school anthems are exactly. in english all our school anthems are in english so it's like essay or it, the, the, i think the strong point is that even like in predominantly white people schools they still have that culture they still have that like um just in the rugby also and it's it's not just rugby it's all around like these that culture that that told her yeah these are the songs you have to learn these are the messages this is what it means you know what i'm saying yeah, like yeah, yeah. my roommate i had a roommate in essay who went to Pretoria boys high and shout out to the pta boys pta boys <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i had a roommate who went to pta and you could even see like he kind of introduced me to that culture you know what i'm saying it was yeah. like he taught me he's like yeah dog like these are the songs you used to sing like this is what it means and even if i didn't in the beginning i didn't really vibe with them because i didn't understand them yeah. but once you understand you know what i'm saying once you know where this is coming from it becomes more entertaining yeah. so i feel like from if as a nation i start i think also like you said it's a great answer that we start from home but schools also they yeah. need to enforce that culture you know we have to be taught songs and understand where they're coming from understand the meaning of those things you know what i'm saying like i mean you can't even name five traditional dances right now i can't i can't i can't and i think the other thing about essay is that they make it a vibe make it a vibe they make it fun they, they make, make it, it so much fun for you to learn the culture and and the vibe and everything cuz then if you ever have you, if you've ever seen like TikToks of SA schools and they're singing it looks like so much fun. Crazy. It looks like so much fun and I think LKC is one of those schools. Like for me who Shout has, out to LKC. Oops. Shout out to LKC <laughs> even yes. though they're toxic. Uh-uh. But that's a conversation for another day. <laughs> what are toxic that's, a, that's a conversation for you another are saying day. You I'm toxic I'm an LKC boy. What are you saying? But anyways like I was saying in LKC I remember I went there for for a term actually in form 1. Why did you leave over there? We'll talk about, I, I talked about that in one of my podcast episodes, but I never named the school specifically. But this is a, it's in a good light, so I'm going to name the school. I went to LKC for a term, and the way it was in LKC, like, the culture when I was there, and I'm pretty sure it's still like that right now, yeah. the culture was so strong, I thought I entered a cult. <laughs> I, I literally remember in assembly um the rugby boys came on stage mm. and they brought like a life size stuffed jaguar Shasha. on 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 the stage and at the time there was this guy i think he was the captain of the rugby team but i'm not quite sure but since he was the one that was leading i was thinking it was him and he had like this bun on his head you know <laughs> and the lkc boys at the time were huge they looked like fathers of four with, with the mortgage. mortgage like they were so huge and they came up on stage and they're like we are the lkc rugby boys you know and then they started singing the songs and they were literally bowing down to the jaguar and i was like oh shit i just joined a cult <laughs> I just joined the cult and and they literally worshiped like 
the whole like rugby and the culture mm. and even right now like um at games i i went to a lot of rugby games last year because i'm friends of LKC boys now apparently. Away my comrades. <laughs> I'm, I'm friends with LKC boys apparently, and they would literally sing the the songs with the whole heart. You know what I mean? And even when I was at LKC, like it was compulsory to do rugby. Even to. even girls like during PE, they taught us how to play rugby. They even taught us the songs. And during like games or like inter house at school, they would force us to sing the songs. Definitely. They would force us to Definitely. learn the songs. They would force us to have fun you know what i mean like they would be like it literally like the guy who's leading the song would walk around the stands and if you're not singing like he would literally point you out like and he'd be like sing like he'd be like sing definitely, learn the songs definitely. and sing like so literally that's how like they kept the lkc culture and lkc has a really strong culture especially in like rugby you know what i mean because mm. they really enforced it on you oh, when you were there Hela. <laughs> <laughs> get no, i left i was literally at rugby for a term but at the time i left literally knowing all the songs and i could sing all the songs because they were literally enforcing that and Definitely. engraving them on you you know what i mean yeah. i still even remember some of them not sing all on. of them yeah, yeah yeah oh am i coming <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, but chance. also you, I get it, you always singing your rugby songs, bro. That's a banger. You know what I mean? And even the LKC boys, they're so proud. You know what I mean? Like, I remember one time I was in the car with Borussia and one of his really close friends who also goes to rugby. And he also actually, like, transferred to LKC, like, last year. He's only there for a year. But in the song, in in the car on drives, those people would be screaming the the, the rugby songs. Like, oh, my gosh. Like, they would be singing and they take so much pride. Borussia even has a Canon Jaguar sticker on his car like Jaguars. <laughs> there's so much like culture and like so much pride in it mm. and i think that's what as botswana we like and that's why our culture is dying because we don't take that much pride in mm. it you know like we're not like yeah mama Tswana. you know what i mean Definitely. like we're not proud to say we are botswana you know what i mean so I think that's that's the main issue. But yeah, like the culture there, dog, it's 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 crazy strong. I think, um, I've been there how long now? Two like years. two three years. Maybe this, this is your th- third year. Uh, yeah, yeah, this is your third year. So yeah, I think that's one thing I really enjoyed about being there, and I think like um, it's 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 a it's a vibe definitely, and I think what scares me also is like. The culture also there is kind of slowly dying. Really? Yeah. But uh, I have hope on the lighties. I'm always telling them, like, yo, gents, culture is important. So, yeah. I have a question for you. Can I, can I get run our podcast down? Yeah. Um, well, I see 2023 taking <laughs> over the podcast. Taking um, over the podcast. I want an honest answer from you. Okay. Okay. Would you date a Tsona guy? And... I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about like me kind of Tswana guy. You know what nah, I'm talking about. I know what you're talking about. I'm I know talking what you're talking about. Proper Ooh, so we're guy. going there. We're going, we're going there. there. Ooh, I mean, wow. I'm talking, he he wears the talola, the talolele for, 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 for during the holidays. He's dancing those songs. He's dancing and barely speaks English. But he can't speak, but you know. With an accent, with yeah, the Tsana accent. With the Tsana accent. So let's hear it from you now. 
right now. I want to hear the answer right now. So tell us, Evie. Okay. You know what? <laughs> okay, let me let me explain something. Um, yes or no, and then, no. You, and then you'll explain. Yes or okay, no. And then I, you can ask me the same okay, question. Okay, 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 okay. Um, this, this is an honest answer. This is an honest answer. And... Yeah, I was about to make a horrible joke. <laughs> I was about to make a horrible joke. Hey, they're gonna cancel me. Okay, um, obviously people change, but as I am right now, my honest, honest answer is no. Ooh. And <laughs> don't do me like that. <laughs> okay, um, let, let me explain now. Let me explain since I already said my answer. And what I can say is, and this is no secret to anyone, um, especially since you guys can already hear the way that I talk. I am extremely westernized. You know what I mean? Like, people call me a coconut. Like, they call me a white girl in a nigga body. Literally. And for me, you know, back then in primary school and all of that, that was like a compliment. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, yeah, coconut. And I was like, you know what I mean? Like, it was... I was like, yeah, that's me. White girl in a nigga body. You know what I mean? And like I was saying there hasn't been a lot of pride in being a Motsana and it was like really looked down upon. And this is something that actually happened to me that I really felt bad about actually. You know, 2023 is, yo, making me think a lot. But um, there was this guy that I had been with. You know, been with sounds so vague that it makes you think of so many things, but it really wasn't that deep, you know. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how to put it in a way. I don't know how to put it in a way that doesn't sound too revealing because I don't want people knowing my shit. But I also don't want it to be too vague where it leaves too much room for you to speculate. And to be, yeah. And to be like, (laughs) what does she mean? But anyways, I'm just going to say that you guys will decipher. You guys will put to to what I get. Not like Ben, it was like a one day thing. I was like, I know this guy. (laughs) But anyways, the guy is, I don't know if I would say he's a Tsana guy because like I said, I I just met him. I don't really know him that well. But from the way that he spoke, you Mm. know what I mean? Like Mm. when he spoke English, which he rarely did to me, he was speaking it in a satanax, like a deep satanax. I, I, I know this like guy. A, yeah. And, I know and, this guy. Yeah. You know what? That's not the point of the story. Um, he was, when he was speaking to me in English, he was speaking um, it in a deep satanax accent. You know what I mean? Like a deep satanax accent. And that was rarely. And then when he um, when he wasn't speaking to me in English in a deep satanax accent, he was talking to me in satana, you know, like deep satanax. <laughs> and I, it, it turned me off a bit. Damn. And then I was like, hey, Habutle, you are a Motswana. Mm. This, is, this is your these culture. Your, this is your people. This, these, these are, are your, your people. people. This is your culture. This is your language. This is your person. Why is it turning you off? Hey, I'm not pillow talk like that, but hey. like, well, um, you know what I mean? Like, I, oh, okay. Why, why is it like such oh, a turn off for you? Hey. Oh, she misses a bit extreme. <laughs> <laughs> why is it that like, oh, and it's turning you off? Like, mm. why is this a thing? You know mm. what I mean? And then I had to look internally because I feel like I have internalized hate. Mm. 
I feel like I have internalized hate for Setsana and Batsana. And obviously, it comes on me also as a person. Like, I blame myself too. But, like, I also blame, like, what I grew up with mm. and the people I grew up mm. around. You know what I mean? So, I think it's, for me right now, it's me trying to unlearn the internalized hate that I have, mm. you know, because I'm trying to get to a place where I'm really proud of being a Mozana, you know, where when I get to another country and I'm like anticipating for someone to ask me where I'm from, yeah. you know, Definitely. and I know for a fact they're probably not going to know where that is. And, but I'm anticipating like being able to explain to them mm. and being able for them to see that I really take pride in being a Botswana and learning about Botswana. Cause if we're being honest, us as Gen Z Botswana, we know a lot about Western countries. countries. We know a lot about, especially America. America is a country that shoves, shoves themselves down everyone's throats. You know mm. so much about America, you know. But then ask us about Botswana. What do we know about Botswana? What do we know about Botswana history? Apart from what we learned in school, the mm. little that we learned in school, what do we know? Mm. You know what I mean? So I think it's me trying to unlearn the internalized hate and I'm not there yet. That's why I'm saying my answer is no. Mm. Because, and, and it's a thing of like, you know how intelligence, and this is not just in Botswana, but intelligence is also measured by the way that you speak mm. English. Like, people always look down upon people that speak English with an accent. Yeah. And it's not just speaking English in a Sotsana accent. Even if you're speaking English in a Spanish accent or speaking English in a, Nigerian, in accent. a Nigerian accent, you know what I mean? Mm. It's seen as like, oh, they're not intelligent. And inche- intelligence is something that is very important to me. So... So you're saying it's on No, a no, that I'm saying this is the problem mm-hmm. that we're associating how you speak English and the way you speak English to intelligence, which is not the case. Because you've seen so many people who they speak English beautifully, but ask them to write an English exam. Why? Why? Nothing. Nothing. They fail the English exam, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think that's something to also think about. And that's something for me to unlearn that, like, just because someone is speaking English in a Sotsana accent, that doesn't make them any less intelligent. You mm. know what I mean? So, yeah. So this Sotsana guy, Ware, <laughs> he, he laid mech on me. Yeah, basically, basically. And he was just speaking Sotsana. Yeah. And that, like, it was like, you, which answer? <laughs> and I was like, which answer is one? Yeah, but the thing is, you know what the crazy thing is? Was he was one attractive? of the no, yeah. Please, okay. it's me we're talking about here. Sorry, <laughs> but anyways, he and he wasn't even one of the deep channel. No, 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 no. He was attractive, you know. He could dress, you know what I and mean. And I know this guy. Yeah, yeah. But you know, but just you know, that's why. Like, but then when he started talking, I was like, hey. Charles, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, but anyway, same question to you. Would you date at Sanahan even though I know the answer to that? <laughs> Ask it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, still thinking. Yeah, still I already thinking. know my answer. No, I, I also know your answer. Would, I would, date you, a... would you date at Sanahan? Definitely. Yes. I know. <laughs> Definitely. Those are your chevies. Those are my honeys. <laughs> 
Um, yo, where do I begin? But then the crazy thing is, your friends bully you about that shit. They're I don't like, care. They, they, they actually do, and that's something to even talk about. Dog, my friends are always like, ah, BG. They'll be like, we'll, like maybe we'll be driving down, and then there's a government school kid, and they'll be like, hey, boss, can I that's your TV? <laughs> They be like, well, see, that's your Imagine. But yeah, dog, no, definitely, I would definitely date a Tonahan. Like, definitely. And let me tell you why. First of all, I love my culture. I love me, my Tana woman, my woman. Like, Which is something that she just developed. Because you know how you were <laughs> when you came from SA. You guys, let me tell you guys. Ha, let me tell yeah. you guys. When Borosi was from SA, yo, SA washed him. Yeah, you know, no, like, he even up. came with a South African accent. And he it was on some... That deep. It was. And he was on some, Botswana has done nothing for me. It's true, though. I want to go back to SA. Actually, that's a Botana topic hasn't we should done talk anything about for later. Me. Yeah, yeah. Like, later in the podcast. Yeah. He's like, Botswana hasn't done anything for me. I when uh, I go back to SA, like, you know, uh, Tana girls, kind of SA girls are like this, <laughs> but Tana girls are like that, you okay. know? And like, I think also that's why cultures was like, we don't, are not proud about the Tana cultures because like those feelings, but like I said, we'll talk about it later in the podcast. But as, as the main topic now is definitely, um, I'm going for my Tana ladies, my Tana mommies. If you're at Tswana and you're listening to this, yo, <laughs> <laughs> where are you at? <laughs> slide where you through, at? Slide girl. through. <laughs> we are all, I'm all in. I'm all in. And let me tell you what, Doug. I think, like you said, it's a recent development. And, okay, no discrimination to the English Huns. I love you two guys. You are also my people. I think, really, I haven't been with a lot of Tswana people. No, not, not a, a lot. lot. As compared to, to the, the alternative. Yeah. But yeah, as as I was saying, it's mainly because of the way Tswana girls are raised. Do you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, Tswana girls, like, they have this mindset that's so intriguing to me. And I feel like, you know, I'm so interested in people. You know that. So I feel like with Tswana girls, I learn so much from them from the way they understand life, the way they view life, because I grew up around the alternative. Mm. I grew up around honey's like you, honey's like... <laughs> honey's like me. <laughs> <laughs> Let me not mention other names, but, you know, I grew up uh, around girls who were so influenced by Western culture, so I already know how they think. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I already so know... So now you they... appreciate the alternative. So now I appreciate the Tswana hands. You know what I'm saying? Like, Tswana hands, dog, it's, it's a thing of, like, get it the way they even the way they just treat relationships you know what i'm saying hey obviously they'll play you Tana hands don't jam. yeah but they love but they love yo my Tana honeys hey they'll love you later and the alternative which is city girls city girls have this thing where it's like a competition mm. city girls and they have such boys. a high standard exactly. you know what i mean and i feel like city girls are a bit more self-content exactly. you know what i mean because i feel like a lot of Tsana Hans, um unfortunate to us as a country but um it's it's usually kind of like in a socioeconomic status you know what i mean yeah. so a lot of um i say i could say westernized girls are usually like you're saying girls who went to private schools mm. their whole life so they're pretty well off mm. so for yeah. them 
they see a guy as more of like just an accessory to their life exactly. it's not a need exactly. so they don't feel the need to like be very like attached to that guy and to yeah. very you know what i mean but for Tswana girls I think it's like a lot of that shit doesn't really matter. Ex- Let's exactly, say the ones I've met. Exactly, exactly. I've met. And I feel like I don't I'm not gonna say this is true, obviously. This is just my opinion, but for them it's usually like, okay, there's this man out there and they really depend on them to like take care of them mm-hmm. and all of that stuff and I think that's why they love so much. And but for like westernized and I'm not bashing them, honestly. I'm really not but for the more westernized girls they're a bit more like very very self dependent yeah. in the fact that they have money exactly. you know what i mean exactly. so the way they view relationships because they have money mm. is different yeah i think also and like it could be argued that no maybe bg likes twana girls because they're easy and all how's my game Nigga, you wanna talk about your game okay, on my okay. podcast? <laughs> okay, that's that's another point. Not Just say you came on my <laughs> podcast to come lay ribs, to come tell the honeys that like I can take care of you, now I have ribs. <laughs> Just say you came on here to get hands. Nah, not Just even, say you came on even, here to to boost yourself and be like, guys. Nah, not even. Not even. <laughs> but yeah, I think what Sona girls, the ones I've interacted with, I think because also. You might know this. I've also had much value of Tswana culture. Yeah. From relationships, from marriage, from the way we eat, the way we talk, the way we think. You know I've been deep into that culture life. You know what I'm saying? So I think lately with CD Girls, they, I don't relate much with them mm-hmm. when it comes to the way I want to see myself and maybe the way I want to see myself with my wife in the next 25 or 30 years yeah you, know what I'm saying? you always say this what are you you want to bring a hun home who's not gonna embarrass you, you know what i mean like exactly. a hun who's gonna be respectful to your parents exactly. a hun who's gonna you know kneel down on your daddy exactly. jaw stuff you know like that saying? you know like, what i mean like someone who you know how like in satsana there's so much like how you should respect your exactly. husband and respect your in-laws. Mm. But the way the Western culture is, it's usually like, if they're not making me happy, there's no reason for exactly. me to be, you know, if they're not nice to me, there's no reason for me to be nice to exactly. them. You know what I mean? Like, it's a very self, mm. it's very, very mean. The Western culture is very me, very self, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I self-centered, if like I could say. You said it, you took the words out of my mouth, like, I want a honey I can bring home and not embarrass me. Yeah. And I've seen that a lot with, like, Tswana Hans, you know what I'm mm. saying? Just from the utter respect they have for not just um, me, myself, as the significant other, but the people around my life, you know what I'm saying? Like, my aunties and stuff like that. It's because they, they understand that shit, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, they understand the culture. Exactly. But with city girls, it's like, ah, Nah, I'm not even gonna like entertain her. I'm gonna give her the guy. You know what I'm saying? Or like city girls who challenge parents because you might know this like um I'm a bit of a mummy's boy, you know what I'm saying? Mm. And you know my mom has all my heart. Yeah. And you know that could for some hands, especially city hands, that makes them feel like ah, mummy's boy. Oh well. He's gonna give all the attention to the mom. Yeah, the mom's gonna that. come before me. Exactly. 
and they don't and and actually don't. mommy's boy is a red flag in the western culture exactly in the western culture mommy's boy is a red flag so it's like i how can i be with someone who's just gonna try compete with my mother nigga that's yeah. my kwan yeah how are you gonna compete with my kwan you know what i'm saying so i think for me definitely i would be with that sonahan because of the way they respect the culture and I think I relate a lot to them from the way I want my life to be. You know mm. what I'm saying? I want my life to be solely based on cuz nakana ke go disitswe ke tse gore le nyalo le ntsana. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Le nyalo le ntsana di relationship di ntsana. How how tsama tsama o tshentsha tshentsha banyana. Wait, you pause and look at me. I was about to make you up, but you just paused. No, <laughs> you I just wanted you to see to make sure that you're with me. Like, yeah. Like, who do you see kids? So, no. Girls, dog, you don't go around just changing them. This is how you treat them. You respect them. You wabat otla. And you show them love. And nowadays, that even culture, yeah, yeah, being called a simp. Yeah. Just True. because you respect a girl. True. Just because you're there for them. Like when they need you, your mm. boys even other girls like, hey dog, but this is the same. But no dog, na kana kyo hodi sitori. Masadi wa tokomelo. Yeah, yeah. You know, masadi that's that's your that's your that that's your heart, dog. Mm. And yeah, the ribs. Mm. You know, you know how the ribs protect the heart. Yeah. You know, I see. I know, I know a little bit of bio, but yeah, yeah, the ribs and she's the heart. So it's like. That's what I grew up knowing. Yeah. But now when I'm with a city girl, if I'm not insulting her in our conversations, I'm soft. Yeah. If I'm not, if I'm not shouting at her when you have an argument, I'm soft. Ah, yeah. he's a simp. What, what, what. I, me, I need me a man who's going to, you know, kind of shout at me and put, you know, those TikToks, yeah. dog. I need a man who's going to put me in my place, dog. What, yeah. What, what. Now you know, dog, even when we're, even like when we're arguing, maybe with you, obviously, because of our platonic relationship, we might argue for fun and stuff. But if it's a serious argument, I need us to sit down and talk about it. Like, like respect between the two of us. And with Sana girls, there is that culture, you know what I'm saying? And with CD girls, like I'm saying, they want someone who put them down, put them in their place. And yeah. eh, like, now I'm not a violent person. So like I'm saying, um, it's very hard to relate with CD girls sometimes because of what they want. And I'm not sure if I'm the right guy who can deliver that. Yeah. And with Tana girls, they, you know, we might well, you know what I'm saying? So I think for all the Tana women, they, wow. What what a what, what what a beautiful person! <laughs> what what a what a queen! Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And I feel like a lot of the Satsuma culture is always a thing of like, monaco kusi alola. But you know what I mean. And a lot of the Western culture is usually like against that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean. Like it's usually like, um, kore women can do what men can do yeah. you know what i mean i mean that's true. and it, and it's that's yeah true. no it is true it is true but the western culture try so hard for men and women in the family to be equal and all of that and i feel like in satana culture it's always a thing of like the man takes care of mm. the household mm. but western culture is more of a thing of like anyone can do that you know exactly. what i mean like don't try and depend on a man you know what i mean mm. like all of this thing of like there was even a time in my life where 
Tata, I can give it to my parents. My parents tried mm. up to them, I guess. Where um, my mom, when she brings my dad food, she literally kneels down. Mm. And she tried to make me do that. And I was like, mm. why would I do that? Like, mm, kneeling down to give my dad food. Like, what is this? Like, Which one's this one? Uh, and my mom would always be like, I'd ask her something. And she'd be like, no, ask your dad. Can I, your dad? Mm. You know, he makes the final decisions. But like in the Western world, it's not like that. And It's not yeah. like that in the Western culture. And I feel like a lot of girls are trying to move away from that mm. you know what i mean and, and in a sense i kind of get it because it it sometimes breeds a lot of domestic violence yeah, definitely and i, I think that's that. why like the western culture is trying to move away from that to try and depend so much because if you're in a situation where the man has all the power you and you don't have anything yeah then you can't speak up for exactly. yourself when you're abused emotionally physically sexually there's not much you can do yeah. i think so I, there are pros and cons to these things yeah, pros and cons to these things i agree with that 100 percent um it's a thing of i feel like a lot of the Tswana culture is very misunderstood yeah. You know, in the sense of like, why do we do these things? You mm. know what I'm saying? Yeah. And like you said, like the things, the culture kind of brings bad habits. Yeah. Because like I'm saying, they can take advantage of that power that I give in. Yeah, exactly. Which is very horrible. Yeah, you know what exactly. I'm like I'm saying, um, not to talk about myself a lot, but like I'm saying now, my dad has literally set me down and taught me Hore this is how you treat a woman. And I was, it was the three key things, respect, love, and peace. Those mm. are the three things that have to be there as a man. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's when I started respecting the culture because I never, I was literally like, ah, dog, because I don't want now to kiss him like I'm side me, what, what, what. Yeah, that's another conversation exactly, about like, um, Lobola and all of exactly, that stuff. Exactly, you know what I'm saying? So I, I really did misunderstand it for a really, really long time. And I think a lot of our teenagers, a lot of our generation do misunderstand that. And I think that's a big part of why the culture also dies. Mm. Because we're trying to say, sway away from that. From know, the negative. From the negative side of it. that it, it brings exactly. And I completely understand. I don't blame anyone for that. But I think, you know, when you've had a solid base of understanding culture and where things are coming from, which I'm really thankful my dad has put me through, you know, what like, BG, this is how a house is ran. You know mm. what I'm saying? Okay, yeah, dog. The man is the head of the house. But, you know, it's a thing of like, this doesn't mean that you have all the say. This doesn't mean you have all the power. This doesn't mean whatever you say happens because li tu li tu. And let's say in some instance you have kids, and we all know this. Mothers are way better with kids. They know kids better. They understand the repercussions of decisions that are made malaping. So it's a thing of like me. I understood. Okay, me. When I grow up. I am the protector, I am the provider, whatever. That's all I knew. But I knew, Hore, I'm protecting and providing with someone on my right hand. I'm protecting and providing with an ear, with a voice on my mind, which is my wife, which is giving me advice, Hore, babes, 
let's do this, let's not do this. And I think there's a, a lot of horrible Batswana men out there who've taken yeah. advantage of this. Yeah. Um, Who's taken advantage of the culture of, yeah. of how women are raised exactly. to respect their husbands mm. and, and listen to their husbands and be obedient to their husbands yeah. and submissive. It's a big thing yeah. in Susana culture, being submissive to your husband. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's not a great thing. I agree, it's a very terrible thing and I don't blame the city girls for the way they behave. I think it's just the thing of like, we really have to sit down and really understand this, you know what I'm saying? So that we grow up and not misuse it. Because even right now, our parents, there's those who live in the Tswana culture, very like mine and yours, and they're in a very happy marriage. Yeah. Very, very happy. Yeah. And then, but the bad thing is that there are those who live in a Tswana culture and the marriage is problematic. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like you said, there's pros and cons, and I think really we should just, sit down as a nation and be taught these things and and understand and understand them, them you know what i'm saying mm. i think it's it's very important, very important so i had this conversation last year when i was getting into this um club at school and shout out map yeah shout map, out map. map i don't know if i've talked about this on my podcast but we um we we're talking about gender-based violence and it's a big thing in Botswana. like it's no secret it is an epidemic. It is a problem. It's it is scary. extremely scary. And I remember I said this in my interview because the question was, where do you think gender-based violence in Botswana stems from because it's so huge? Mm. And I said that I think one of the big reasons from where it stems from is bride price. Mm. Because for a long time, um, I've been thinking, I'm like, what I want my husband to pay Lobola, what I want my husband to pay Bogadi because from the way it seems, Bogadi is not cheap. It's not cheap. It's though. not cheap, it's expensive, and they used to pay with cars. I'm pretty sure these days they now they even use money, cash. Cash, cash you know what I mean? So you can see your fiance, your husband paying your family like 50, 100K, mm. you know? And I said that I feel like it breeds a lot of like possessiveness yeah because it'll be a thing of like i paid so much money do what I, I own say. you do what i say mm. so it's hard for you to say no because they feel like they own you yeah. you feel like a possession which is not the reason for which Bogadi. is distorting the whole thing because mm. i feel like Bogadi was put as a very good thing because i the reason why and this is what we were taught in school it's it's a gift. It's a thank it's you. A thank it's you. a thank you of to the family of the wife that basically saying you raised this beautiful, amazing, intelligent woman who I fell in love with. Mm. So thank you for raising her. Thank you for making her into this person that I love so much who I can love. Someone who's brought so much life and love happiness, into my life yeah. and happiness into my life so that's literally what it is it's become a thank you but i don't know if maybe because families have made it compulsory have made yeah. it like a thing like you have to do it that now it's it it bred so much like possessiveness and negativity to it and i think also that's why back then divorce was like a no-go area mm. because it's a thing of like okay when you divorce what happens do you give back the money do you give, give back, back the, the cows? cows. Exactly. What must happen? So 
when like women were in terrible marriages when they were being abused beaten up emotionally abused sexually abused and you'd run back to your family and be like I'm in a bad marriage. He's beating me up. This is what is happening. Exactly. Or I think of like just stick with him. Maybe it'll get better. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because they'll be thinking that man's family paid so much money. He gave us this many cows. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So yeah. It's just tough. Um, going back on the topic of why we think why Gen Z is killing the culture. I think also one thing I think I just realized those sort of thing like your population. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Um I think that's why essay also is dominating in the sense that culture sure. will never die because there's such a big diversity of people. Mm-hmm. Like go essay my cheeky but it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Go essay Tswana Oaks are full, Zulu Oaks are full. Um all the different cultures are there. So it's really hard to kill culture when there's millions of people practicing it. You know what I'm saying? That is very true. But for us, the unlikely part, 400,000. <laughs> and yeah, we, oh no, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> in Gabs. I was about to be like, oh, 400,000. <laughs> in Gabs, there's like 400,000 of us. Yeah. And the scary thing, only about 100,000, 200,000 of us are teenagers. And then if you cut that number, about 50K of us, uh Czechies were well, all grew up in the Western culture. And now even the Gavi kids are now They're also tapping into that, that life. That they're already within. Yeah, yeah. They're yeah. within. The Gavi kids are already within that life. You know what I'm saying? So it's really hard if majority of us are now influenced by Western culture. But if we were a way bigger population, way more teenagers, there would have been so much diversity. There would have been the hundreds of thousands of kids who are practicing the culture. They would have been the hundreds of thousands of Czechies, you know. But here, population because if majority of us are listening to Drake and we enjoy Drake and majority of us go primary, we didn't like traditional dance, it's like, who's gonna continue that? You know what I'm saying? So basically what I'm saying is, guys, have more kids. <laughs> start, start getting into the intercourse thing. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that we have more people because it's yeah, a thing, no, yeah. Yeah. it's a thing of like resting out the population. I mean, just I mean as much the private school the guy more gaps the four yeah the four yeah and these map where the the real ones the real ones like, real ones, four. like four you know yeah. what I'm saying. So and if in those four all the kids are not tapped into that culture because. The yeah. schools are run by yeah, people. Yeah, they're very westernized. The by... principals are not from here. The teachers are, are not, not from, from here. Yeah. And it's diverse. Like you have kids from China, exactly. kids from all over the world who have no, Idea. like, yeah, and they have no inclination to be in the in the Satsana culture. Mm. And they have no reason to be because they're not from here. Mm. You know what I mean? So, so, yeah, like, guys, have more kids, please, so that the culture doesn't die. So, yeah. yeah. So, anyways, um, we have been sitting here talking for over an hour. It's like past two a.m. So that was the just the conversation we wanted to have about culture, and I think the gist of what we're saying is that it's it's very important for us as Botswana to instill culture mm-hmm. and for us to keep our culture because you don't want 
uh, 20, 30, 50 years down the line and Botswana is completely washed and we don't have culture and there's nothing to be proud of. There's nothing that we can say. This is what defines Botswana. This is what defines Mm -hmm. Botswana. I feel like that's not a future we want to go towards. You know what I mean? That's not really what we want as a country. Borosi, do you have any last words to say? Um, firstly, thank you for having me. It was amazing being the first guest. I'm sure this will be the last podcast together, definitely. Um, yeah, really, I think, guys, um, remember, I'm not trying to bash you guys here. Um, I'm just trying to, because we are also part of the problem as the host of the, kind of got takeover, the, taking yeah. over the podcast. But yeah, um, I hope you all have a great year. You accomplish all your goals and love and guidance to all of the listeners we had today. Yeah. Much love, much love. So thank you guys for listening to the podcast. Um, if you enjoyed the podcast, don't forget to read it on whatever platform it is you listen to it on. And don't forget to follow the podcast at All Things Podcast Official on Instagram. And I will see you guys in the next episode. Bye.